0: the show. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't, I don't watch porn. It's not my thing. So I'm not into it. But Mm -hmm. I was watching alone (laughs) because it hits all of my triggers. Like, it's like emotional lumberjacks crying. It's like survival starving. (laughs) It's like all the Laura Ingalls Wilder stuff I love. So I made this like big, long joke that I've done on stage about how it's my porn, and I I masturbate to it when I'm alone, <laughs> quote unquote. Right? So my question is, That's great. when you're out there and we're at the base of humanity, was there any like sexy time? Did it not even enter your head at all, or was there any like? I mean, were you so? I'm just because I'm, I'm thinking about ancestral skills, and I'm thinking about people used to live out there and babies were made Yeah, and this is a part of being human <laughs> right. I mean I was isolated the whole time um, but yeah
1: yeah, no for sure I mean I don't I, I, I think probably differently than you experience it because to me it's my norm you know I think that often things that people erotify are things that are like outside of their norm and therefore exciting and so in that way that That experience wasn't, but there's definitely something about that, like that primal energy of being out on, you know, in a wild place and, um, experience things in this way. It's very, you know, it's very physical. It's very rooted in the body and it's, you know, the like life and death and like getting down to the nitty gritty of life. And sure there's, there's a sexual energy in there and, uh, and yeah, no, that like towards the end where i had been starving and just so you know like i tend to be kind of a no hold barn kind of person i'm, I'm pretty um <laughs> i'm a pretty open book so this doesn't feel inappropriate but um you can edit it out if you think no no i'm fine with it so, but, yeah, i watched no. the whole
0: poop i watched the whole poop video and i was like scintillated
1: like <laughs> i watched right. the whole 22 yeah, minute poop yeah. video i
0: was like all right sure. <laughs>
1: yeah no i tend to just talk about the stuff that he's talking about so whatever but yeah no i mean i would say that like that uh there wasn't like more sexual energy for me out there than there would be otherwise but it wasn't absent um until towards the end when I had been really starving for a long freaking time because you know like starting to digest your own muscles kind of takes it out of (laughs) you right right there's actually a moment where when they were out for a medical check and uh I, I somehow like this happens to me where I will say something and not realize the connotation of it afterwards. But there was something where I like invited one of the people to spend the night in my cabin with me, when, which like obviously it was not gonna happen. But like, and and the the film people were kind of like, oh, should we like be present for this conversation? And then I was like, oh, that did sound like that, didn't it? But uh, <laughs> you want to spend the
0: night but, um, in my yeah, that, wilderness that was cabin?
1: Funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like just after I had made the bed or something. They're like, "Oh yeah, that looks pretty cozy." And I'm like, "heck yeah, it is. You know, try it out." Um, <laughs> something like that. But I always, I always laugh. But everybody was like, everybody turned a little bit red after that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's well. I, this has been amazing. Can you like plug Bucks Begin Revolution? Give us your website, your YouTube. What you you know? How people can. Like, do you have a book? Can have you read? Have you written a book yet? When's your book coming out? Like, um, I have. I have several book projects in the works
1: right now. Um, so yeah, there's a lot that I can say about all of that. So my business is Buckskin Revolution, and um, you know the mission of my business is to empower people with the skills to you know, tend to their needs with their own two hands and from the landscape around them. And so it's about, it's about ancestral skills. And it's also about applying those skills, like having those skills, even if we don't use them, but knowing that we have them changes how we are in our daily life and comes has us coming from a place that is uh, feeling empowered rather than feeling trapped in the system and feeling like a whole person who is actually using the the physiology that we evolved to have Um, and also you know just recognizing ourselves as wild creatures and with a profound relationship to the wild so having things in our daily lives whatever they might be that remind us of our connection to landscapes outside you know you might not need to go out and forage your own food every day but could you have a little you know a buckskin bag hanging on your wall where you know that it came from a wild creature and therefore it's kind of an anchor for the wild in your life even if you're living in an apartment building in the bronx you know wherever you find yourself Can you, can you integrate a little bit of the wild into your life? Um, so, you know, connection to the landscape around us, connection to who we are on a deeper level, connection to our human community, connection to our ancestors, um, and skills for actually land-based living, you know, um, growing, storing, um, food, medicines, all of those things. So, um, and part of my mission really is to spread those as far and wide as i can and that's why i've been focusing more on um you know videos and online courses and writing recently and i you know have traveled around the country teaching this stuff for the past several decades and um, that's been a huge part of my life and that's really rewarding to me and i intend to keep doing it but these days since the bigger platform um, and the publicity of a loan A lot more people are interested in what I'm doing so I'm trying to um, to branch into the video stuff to make it more accessible to people who couldn't come and do a class in person so there's a lot of ways to be involved in what I'm doing Um, I have an online skills gathering happening right now last week is going to be the last week to register for that but that's uh, an entire you know weeks worth of classes spread out over ten weeks of all of the skills like we're talking about all of the background that um, that you know prepares you for more time in the wild and more land-based living. Um, also, I have a Patreon membership, which is a... a- crowdfunding platform but it's a membership base so you're you know um, you're part of a team basically the buckskin revolution patreon team so that is a huge part of allowing me to do a lot of the videos and writing and eventually I'm hoping to be able to hire people to help me with my video editing because I can only I'm doing everything myself right now and there's only so much I can produce so I could get a lot more out there if I had more support um, and able to, to hire folks to support me in that so check me out on Patreon. That is www.patreon.com backslash wonia Buckskin Revolution. And you get all kinds of benefits for that. And it's a lot more interactive and reciprocal and, you know, exclusive content and, you know, merchandise for certain things. Your name in my books and getting to <sighs> ask questions and a lot more, a lot more interaction. Um, so I really encourage people to do that. That's a huge part of what supports me right now in being able to do this stuff. Um, the mailing list on my website will get you um, in my system so that you get my newsletters, which has my teaching schedule. Um, obviously, most of my in-person teaching has been canceled um, due to COVID, but I will be getting back to that. And I also do mentoring through um, Sage FM, which is, a, which is a mentoring platform where folks can call in and do um, live video and phone consultations. And so that's a way to you know get one-on-one help with your skills. Um, and you know, like I can walk you through brain tanning. You can ask questions about alone. You can ask questions about, I just had a great conversation last week about how to keep a positive attitude in the face of challenges and adversity. Um, so yeah, I'm really trying to do what I can to make a positive impact on the world. And, um, also, you know, social justice is a part of, of buckskin revolution and a part of the revolution and so trying to make these skills more accessible to more people because i feel like you know there are a lot of people who are disenfranchised and yeah. don't have access to even just getting out into the woods and nature so trying to do what i can to spread access in more ways so that more people you know feel empowered and feel like they have some control over their their lives and their choices and they're not just pawns in a system that they don't understand um, and you know, can't control, which, like, I get because that's how I felt in my 20s when I was trying to plug into the system and it wasn't working for me. Um, yeah. You're amazing. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, there are so many ways to be involved in what I'm doing. And, yes, I do have a couple books. My Patreon members have access to my writing before it's published. Yeah. For many years, I was selling the rough draft of my book about buckskin clothing. Right now, the only way that you can get that is if you're a Patreon member at certain levels, you get that rough draft copy of my book that's close to published but not there yet. Um, you get that for free at certain levels, or you get to buy it for a discounted rate at other levels. So, um Yeah, working hard to pump a lot of good resources out there into the world. So we have a society of happier, healthier, more whole, more empowered, more inspired, and inspiring people. Yay!
0: This has been like (laughs) the highlight of my whole, like, I can't even tell you. This is a dream come to fruition. I never thought, you're a real person. Doing real things. <laughs> of ah. I am.
1: Yeah. There are
0: all, the other things we didn't get into, are like your philosophies on entitlement and like feminism and stuff. But maybe another time. This has been incredible, and I thank you so much for your time. And I and I can't wait to see what happens next um, with you and Buckskin Revolution and everything else online. And everybody join the Patreon. And thank, thank, thank you. you so much for talking to me on Mutiny Radio. Uh, and I I'm hope so that. So glad
1: can, to. Thank you so much for
0: asking. Yeah, I hope we can promote anything that you're doing in the future. Again, this has been like, thank you so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Enjoy <laughs> the sunshine. Thank you. And I thought the cat was alive. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's
1: okay. Yeah,
0: no problem. Right. Well, yeah. thanks so much for your time. And I hope to talk to you again someday thanks, soon. Pam. Have a great day. Bye. Sounds great. Yep, we'll be in touch. Yep, all right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was Winia Dawn. Woneah Thabo, everyone. You can see her online on, uh, on Facebook. Her fan page is Winnie uh, Dawn. And that has been an awesome interview. And I'm so proud of myself because I didn't cry. I didn't cry. All right. So call me Tim, everyone. I've been Pat Benjamin. That was Winnie Dawn. This is MutinyRadio.fm. Hey, hit up our uh, Venmo. Mutiny Radio, all one word. Let's watch.
2: on a lark and peeing in the park you should follow me on twitter it's jokes to carl that's the duh of Danse, not the duh of
1: dumbass
2: but never mind that don't follow me now follow me later i mean for right now
3: L-M-O-Y-T. What a bunch of letters. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl.
2: L-W-A-S-L-M-O-Y-T.
3: Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bil- that is our acronym, and you can find our podcast with that. You can find our Twitter feed with that acronym. You can find us on our YouTube channel, which is terrific. And, uh... Oh, I don't know. We're on Facebook as well. let watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We uh, stream our show first on MutinyRadio.fm, which is uh, on the Internet, Internet Radio. Yeah. And you can hear us every at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you want to make a day of it, why don't you listen to the show before us at noon? It's called The Edge of Insanity.
2: It's hosted by Paul Brumbaugh and Paul Carl, what's the movie today? What are we watching? We are going to watch the Taking of the Pelham One Two Three, but 1998, okay? Yeah. Not 1974, what? not the current one. Wait, what about you? the Taking of oh, the Pelham weird. One
3: Two Three, 1998? So the one with Denzel, it was not the first remake.
2: It was second remake of this movie. Yeah, it was this... one in 1998. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Now you want to. Pelham is P E L H A M, and you want to write out the letters one, two, three in uh, the English words, and then put in 1998 so you get the right one because there's choices. And we like to channel Gregorian Barada, B U R A D A, Gregorian Barada.
3: All right, sounds good. So we want you to watch this movie and listen to our podcast at the same time to truly experience us. Uh, and we also, we have no sponsors today, but we want you to make a donation to Mutiny Radio for being the best. And yeah. we give it up, of course, to uh, Pam, Bam Benjamin. The Bam manager, Pam Peng- Benjamin. <laughs> for making everything happen. So why don't you go to Venmo and donate some money to at Mutiny Radio. And that's all it. And also, we want you to subscribe to The Edge of the Sanity because not only is uh, Paul from the uh, host the show before us, he's also going to do the countdown for us today, the countdown us hitting Go. We want you to hit the link for the Taking a Pen, Pell Ham 123, XBiz MP3. Uh, hit pause, move the slider to 000, and when Paul says Go, we want you to hit the play button with us. Uh, of course, uh, Paul's not here right now, so we do have the next best thing,
2: the Paul Brumbot. Uh, <laughs> Carl, if you may? Yes, here comes the Brumbot.
3: All right, so let's get <laughs> started. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumbot. Ladies and gentlemen,
4: uh, let's get ready to Brumbot! Okay, so let's get ready to Brumbot. And now... What you've all been waiting for, Master of the Descending Numerals, the Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh.
0: All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three,
3: two, one, go. Uh, I love how uh, fake movies, uh, when you watch my TV, they'll say this film has been edited for content and Mm -hmm. for time restrictions. Yeah. As if you're a real movie right right if it was written it was made Maybe. for tv yeah yeah so what's up with that oh too soon carl oh no that's not the world there it is oh no,
2: there's the
3: world right. Trade there
2: over the bridge we saw it
3: yeah in 1998 he started off in the new york skyline you know what's gonna go next
2: that's right there was the uh, 96 bombing had happened
3: right well, this is the subway system. This is the famous 1974 Walter Matthau movie about. I never really understood it, Carl. A bunch of criminals decide to hold up a subway.
2: Yeah, they on uh, the Pelham line. It's uh one the Pelham, it's the one train, the two train, or the express, the three.
3: Oh, oh wow, Gosh, they are really ambitious. They're taking all the trains. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow, they sound like my commute. Huh? I had to take the Pelham one and then two and then three <laughs> By the way this font is courtesy of Blender Magazine 1997 Look at
2: that, that's 90s font Yeah it is 90s font, it really is
3: Yeah, I guess who, and Lorraine Bracco
2: Yep, that's right start. Oh so she's a Sopranos therapist Yes, yeah, this is clearly uh, pre-Sopranos And uh, it is also, uh, I think it's pre-Goodfellas. It must be. No, no. You were talking about 1998. So Goodfellas is in the 91? Yeah, 90 or 91. Best known for her performance is Karen Freeman Hill in the 1990 Martin Scorsese film Goodfellas. So, yeah, this is long after that, but way before Sopranos. It has a oh god! What was that movie
3: with uh, the bicycle movie where Michael Shannon's the bad guy and it's uh, uh shit the kid from Third Rock from the Sun and he's like a quick he's like a superstar bike messenger
2: who has to save the day. I huh, you know what it'll come to me. <laughs> okay, now the it's first not... thing we saw see is one of the criminals, and the very first thing he does is sneeze. That's important to this to, oh. to the plot.
3: Well, if I can I spoil this movie, I've seen the original. That's the way Walter Matthau recognized the villain, because <laughs> the villain sneezes on the phone, and then he talks to him at the end of the movie, and he has the same cadence
2: sneeze. Right. Now, when he sneezes in the 1974 one, the, the main bad guy looks at him like, you know, you idiot, right? And right. also, yeah. Walter Matthau's character notices... Hey, listen! did you hear that? Yeah. But that doesn't really happen in this one.
3: Huh. I found that charming. You know, sometimes movies are fun when it, it doesn't seem like it's an amusement park ride where everything is mechanical. You know, like, a human error occurs, and that's the downfall. You know, that's something like, unexpected like
2: that. Point.
3: Yeah. Like, that seems more natural. So I, I always liked that movie about it. Oh, I feel like I could smell the scent of the subway already. <laughs> this movie's pretty good. Now did you
2: see the two no, kids? No yeah. What is that is the, that gonna the younger factor? one is also a pre Sopranos actor. Oh,
3: is it uh the Sun?
2: Yeah, it's it's um it's not the Sun, it's a he it was only in one episode of the Sopranos. It was a flashback to when Tony was a kid.
3: Oh, I gotcha. So when was the Sopranos? You sent me. You really do act like it was before. It was after nineteen
2: ninety eight. Well, like I, I don't would think know it was when concurrent. The sopranos started. Um, I mean, let me see if I. That's in the nineties. Let me uh,
3: do my uh, ask HBO. My HBO for HBO. Tell me more about the Sopranos. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for your question. I was built to answer that question.
2: The Sopranos is the highest singer in a choir.
3: Oh, well, they, <laughs> is that helpful to you? Mm-hmm. According to Wikipedia. If I wanted Wikipedia, I would go ask
2: fucking Wikipedia. Yeah, I would go browse to Wikipedia.
3: Yeah. Each cheater. those voice uh, control devices, they're like, you know, cramming the information the night before. Well, according to Wikipedia.com, yeah, F, can't get a book? <laughs> all right, so a bunch of shady people are just waiting for the uh, subway. Exactly yeah, and the truth is this theater. is not
2: the New York City subway. This was all shot in Toronto.
3: Oh. Well, yeah, because you you want a New York City movie without any flavor of New York City.
2: Right, exactly. Oh, except her right here. You see her? She's a flavor of New York yeah. City. She was born in Queens. Oh, yeah.
3: So she's making this movie authentic.
2: Yes. As is this guy who's right now getting held up.
3: Nice. Oh, so they only have the New York actors as the drivers in it. Oh, I guess a couple people in the control room booth will be like, what's going on?
2: No, they do the New York act. No, not her. Her, this, she, that's Mrs. Brown, Ms. That's Mr. Brown, believe it or not. And she is actually all about Canada. She wormed her way into this production.
3: Nice. I like that. It's a diverse crowd. You got Americans and Canadians. Now, uh, we should mention that uh, usually if you watch a television show on cable, they have a, what they call a bug, which is a little logo that's on the corner of your screen. Yeah. But uh, we got to give it up to Good and Beruda for providing us a movie with the blurred screen. Oh, he sneezed.
2: Yeah.
5: Uh,
3: as said before. Do you remember wiping your nose with your gun back when you could?
2: Yeah, before COVID, I used to wipe my nose with my gun. Didn't worry Me about it
3: I, I was holding, yeah, I was holding a Pelham four, five, six. You know, because uh, in real <laughs> life, that was that was a tough way to do. The
2: um, this so on One, two, or three. The Pelham one, two, three. You're not from New right. York, but so you i kind of are.
3: I've never seen the first taking of column 1, 2, and the, the sequel, the taking of column 1, 2, 2. So I'm hoping this movie is better. You know, I don't want to get too confused because I've never now, seen the first two a,
2: He is a subway driver who who's like disgruntled. He got fired, you know. So he's why – uh, he, that's why he's part of this plot. Oh,
3: I see. Is he going to get on the loudspeaker?
2: I'm having a bad day. He is going to get on the loudspeaker, and he is going to freak out.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's great. Right, all the passengers are going to hear, <laughs> Fuck. Bad day?
2: What? The loudspeaker said what? So... I guess he's not going to get on the loudspeaker. He is going to talk to the cops. Um,
3: and now this is our Denzel Washington, Walter Matthau cop, right? Oh, no, he's just
2: exactly. going to... oh, look at that. <gasps> that cat has a mask. No, he doesn't. This is he's a Toyota City um, subway car. It's just not a... New York City subway car. Now, even though I know New York real well, I I didn't notice that until they told me. Like the New York City ones, they sort right. of look like the seats at McDonald's. Uh, They're hard plastic with uh, orange-colored uh, seat and
3: kind of looks like on.
2: a pillow almost.
3: Yeah, usually there's McDonald's foods on, on their seats.
2: So these are retired okay. Toronto TTC subway system cars, and they were shipped to the scrapyard the day after the filming was over, still described as New huh. York cars. Oh, uh, so they didn't go to the wrap party, the cars? They just immediately sent them to the shipyard? Now, this is Edward Almost, and he's a cop, and for some reason, he's already in the subway. He's like on the trans oh, yeah. feed or something weird. And they're noticing that Pelham that, has stopped.
3: Is that the subway nerve system? I guess. The,
2: the, yeah.
3: So he's just to, it's weird seeing almost he looks young, even though it was
2: 1998. Yeah. Yeah. I remember him from but, uh, uh, Blade Runner. That's how I got to know him.
3: Okay. But wasn't he dressed up as an old man in that movie? That was 82. And then he's in the sequel, I think.
2: Yeah, he is in. Blade the
3: sequel. 20... Right, 2049. That's a long yeah. movie. They call that 2049 and 2050 because that was one long movie. <laughs> yeah.
2: That movie was going yeah. great. It was going great. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it said, yeah, we're going to suck for the rest of the film.
3: Hey, do you guys like Terra later? We don't either. Here he is. <laughs> great. They wait like two hours into the movie before bringing in Jaron because you can't get your money back. You sat yeah, through two days in the movie, point. buddy. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know he was in this movie. Plah. Sorry, man. I got Joker insurance. We're not paying you back.
2: Okay, so they detach the other car, and they're just in one car. Now, in real life, it's two cars because... Toronto subway cars were like that. You have to have two cars attached. I don't know why, but they'll trick us throughout the film to make us think this is one cab, one car.
3: Technically, there's only Pelham One Two in this movie, but they're they're using movie
2: magic to make okay, it look like Pelham so 1-2-3. Mike, the way it works is there is a track of yes. a line of track called Pelham. It's called the Pelham line. Right. Okay and you could get on right, one of three cars there. You can get on two local cars, right. the one or the two, but if a three comes along, it's only stopping at certain stations. So the Pelham one, two, three is all the cars um, that run not three
3: cars. I got you, so it's not three train cars on one connected together, it's three different lines.
2: Correct. Now, I, I may ask, no, it, it's not, not three no different Thomas lines, it's one line but there's three different types uh-huh. of trains. Three different types of trains.
3: Oh, I got you. Perfect. And are they friends with Thomas
2: the Tank Engine? Or yes, they are. That? Two locals they... and one express, oh. and the locals are friends with Thomas. Okay, oh, that's now, so sweet. Vincent D. Onofrio. I don't know how to say it. He's uh, Gomer Pyle yeah, from Full Metal Jacket. He's letting it yeah, be known they've sure. been hijacked.
3: Oh, that's not nice. Is that the guy that... Is he the Hulk? No, that's Mark Ruffio. Right.
2: chips. He looks like the Hulk, doesn't he? I How guess, yes. Men in Black. Or... Yeah, Men in Black. He's he a bug in... in Men in Black. Yeah.
3: I guess was good as Gomer Pyle, too. That was a pretty good movie.
2: It really <laughs> was. And um, he was... Th- the Gomer Pyle character was a thin, skinny, redneck kind of guy. But when um, uh, the director, what's that famous director's name? When he saw this guy, he said it would be better if he was chubby and clumsy. That's how this guy got his gig, that gig. It's launched a career for him.
3: Yeah, well, it's an intense uh, intense role and intense preparation.
2: Yeah, he uh, wouldn't be on Law & Order if it wasn't for that.
3: I think the last time I watched that movie was on a double videocassette. Uh-huh. You know it's been a while. I
2: just, it's an intense movie. You don't, you know, you don't have to see it every day. You know, what's funny is it is two movies, right? It's the movie at boot camp, right, yeah. movie in Vietnam. It's two movies.
3: Yeah, but that's what's so great about it is that the preparation they give to you, it has nothing to do with what actually happens. You know, it's, uh try to dehumanize you to the point where you attack back and then you uh, are sent off to this kind of crazy war. Anyway, I don't know what this has to do with column one or two or or the express, huh? I take notes? the so three.
2: Nothing. Yeah. Can
3: okay. you imagine so, being in Toronto in rush hour and only a two-car train that shows up at five 515? At You're like, fuck you. Uh, yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm commuter complaining. <laughs>
2: well no we just missed uh, the line supervisors like getting frustrated why isn't he moving I'm going down there so he's going down there in person now this guy Uh. is it's his lucky day even though he doesn't know it he's being told to go get the other passengers from the other train and walk them off of the tracks so he's basically getting to go Now she stands up and says, I got to go. I have a doctor's appointment. And he's like, no way, no way. Then she says, this happened to me on the Long Island Railroad two years ago, and I can't take it again. So that must be a reference to Colin Ferguson. Oh, tell me, what was up with Colin Ferguson? Colin Ferguson in 96 was a guy who went batshit crazy and shot up a bunch of people on the LIE. And his court huh. case was very famous, and he represented himself like an idiot. Um, and, you know, call, you didn't hear of that yeah. shooting, I guess. You were deep in Frisco by that yeah, right. time. 98, I was deep
3: in Frisco. That's right. Yeah. I wasn't really uh, involved in Long Island Expressway.
2: Right. Well, I mean, yeah, you certainly heard of, like – um uh, it was around the time of, like, um, what is it, what is it, Amy, what's her name, uh, Budafusco. Buttafus- Amy Fisher. Amy, Amy Fisher. Amy, it was right? around the time of Amy Fisher and Donnie Bonifuco, whatever his name is, and this took a <laughs> little bit of press time away from those guys.
3: Colin yeah, Buttafuoco. I'm familiar with Joey Buttafuoco and uh, Amy Fisher, of the Long Island Melita, but I'd never heard of Colin Ferguson, the Long Island Melita killer.
2: Joey Buttafuoco, that's yeah. right, that's right.
3: L I the L I E D
2: O A. <laughs> the lights Did went see, out. Uh, the third diamond. Everybody out. They cut the power, and everyone that's got super scared. That's jittery. Yeah, have you ever been in a bar when it shuts down? People freak out. Yeah. I can't breathe. Yeah, I get it. We're underwater. It sucks. Now he's Mr. Blue. Just like uh, Reservoir Dogs, they all have colors. So that we're looking right now is well, Mr. Green, and he's setting up uh, motion detectors. Now, Pelham now 1974 also had the colors. That came before Reservoir Dogs. Yes. And Quentin Tarantino has Does. to admit to something he didn't invent, right? <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, it's all in the spirit of, you know, the cultural appropriation. No, not even that. It's re, uh, they're uh, remixing. He's remixing existing uh, popular tropes.
2: Yes, I suppose so. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He's not ripping off wholesale. He's ripping off
2: wholesale, but for a reason. Now this guy is your typical. I'm a New Yorker. I'm the head of some thing in New York, so I'm all mad all the time. Good morning, Pelham. That's right. He's like, "What is this?" He's screaming, oh, "Pelham! Pelham!" Answer me.
3: To talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Long time listening, first time calling. Love <laughs> listening to Pelham One Two Three. This is Gomer Pyle. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, I'm here for the whole cognitive. What do you mean, Mark Rufalo? Do you know
2: that
3: hey. personally coming down there
2: to fry your...
5: We have taken your train. So he... We have taken your train.
3: Holy shit. What are you this must be the taking of Helen 123?
2: Yeah, I take that train every day They work.
3: Which one? The th- the one or the two or you the E.T. Express? The, the three. The three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like how there's no one on the subway. What exactly do you mean? Yeah, they're always taking time. Are you the
0: operator? Negative. Then
3: who are you? Do I look like Roy Cohn? What? We are heavily armed.
2: Are heavily armed. armed. We have hostages.
3: Uh And we're in a bad mood. And we have $20 in our PayPal account. Things are going to get fucked up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now, they split those numbers Mr. Green, Mr. Blue, Mr. Brown, and Mr. Gray, and only Mr. Green's real name do we get to hear. Like in... The 1974 one we learned all of their names um but in this one it's only this guy his name's herbert langman he's at the end they go to his apartment you know
3: oh it, it, one of the headsman's like come on herbert we gotta take over this train
2: yeah. don't use my name i'm so sorry mr langham i'll never do that again so now he's calling his old partner um Lorraine Bracco mm-hmm. saying, you know, she's like, how are you liking the transit department? Things not enough for you there. And he goes, it's pretty real right now. We got a hijacking. Get down here. And she's like, I'll be right there.
3: Now, These guys, when- are. did they just shoot one day? Like, did they almost just go into that one set and they're just like, go nuts. You
2: would think with her accent that she's all New York, but she lived in France in 74. She was a fashion model, and she lived there for like 10 years. Um, and when she was I know. she was modeling, this guy his name's Mark Camoletti I don't know offered her a film a, a role a major role in for one of his plays in a film and she took it for the money she said it was a boring experience her performance was terrible but everybody liked her uh, and she did two other French films just for the money that's how she didn't even want to oh, be yeah. in movies just for the money is a great French film the White ball oh really <laughs> should i put it in my well and what about this and what about this movie she did it for the, the the experience i think she was a movie star by this point and she was a working actress but in the 80s she was a disc jockey for radio luxembourg that's so crazy yeah the soprano therapist or the video dj and now, if it's Luxembourg, I guess she was speaking French. I'm sure she's fluent in French. Yeah. She was one yeah, of the uh, wow. they considered for Catwoman, you know, that uh, um, Tim, Co- Tim Burton's uh, Batman.
3: Yeah, Batman Returns.
2: Right, but she turned them down. Wow, she turned down Batman? Yeah, what that that cuckoo bird was uh, going for the part, remember? And she turned them down.
3: No cuckoo bird. I know what you're referring to. You're talking about Sean uh, Young. Yeah, right. For me, it just seems as cuckoo as anyone else. Yeah, she uh, made homemade audition tapes for the first movie
5: Mm -hmm.
3: and sent it out and went public. But I don't think she was even in the running by the second. So. Oh, no, maybe you're right. Maybe she did it was for Catwoman. That's well, sort of weird uh, Tim
2: Burton's uh, Batman was the one with Danny DeVito, and that was the Catwoman one. Oh, okay. And she yeah, so showed see. up in person to audition. Officer, uh, what's going so on? I'm your she, can't you see him on the payphone? Yeah. Well, I called him on the radio, and they said... Listen, we got to tell you something sensitive, phone in. And that is that the train's been hijacked. So the one subway guy who's going down there to see what's going on, they're like, go stop him, you know. So he's going to get on the tracks.
3: Good for him. He was able to use a payphone without wiping it down. That's really good.
2: It's pre-COVID.
3: Well, it's also, like, pre-broken payphone every every station.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, this is Toronto. Yeah.
3: When was the last time you used? There's still payphones in the uh, uh, BART stations. Like, if you ever needed a payphone, you should go to a, a subway station.
2: Really? That's actually very so- good.
3: Yeah, because I don't know, you know. I used to walk around with quarters in my pocket all the time for the phone. Now here's Michio Kaku. to a crisp. If the power was on, we should ain't
2: Okay, it's not Michio Kaku. Okay, now we have like fake analysis of uh, Mr. Blue's mentality, you know. He's a mastermind! He's got everything planned down to the second. It's really quite ridiculous.
3: He, uh, he's mellow. He's melancholic. He's uh, depressed. He uh, yeah. he has depression. He likes the ocean. You're just associating things with the word blue. No, no. He's a Smurf. Uh, he uh, is a Krishna. Uh, I'm gonna be late for my doctor's appointment.
2: The the kid's gotta go pee. Yeah, it's unpredictable. Well, I'm
5: just saying. Yeah.
2: that...
1: Nobody's
2: supposed to talk. Is it number one or number two? Mr. Brown is getting upset. Uh, maybe it isn't right now. Maybe I'm wrong. But when he does go, it's a number one.
3: Okay. Well, I mean, how many times have you seen this movie?
2: I've. This is my only my third time that we, uh, we kind of rushed oh. to. Okay. Yeah, now we this. have... Mr. Gray and Mr. Gray is the founding member of New Kids on the Block.
3: Oh, that's Donnie W. Yeah,
2: and that's Wahlburger. Yep. Yeah.
3: Man, I'd love to watch that show. Wahlburgers—that's a great show. It's like the one and a half hour advertisement after another half hour advertisement. But Donnie gets involved, and Jenny McCarthy, his wife, comes up. They come up with a Jenny Burger. Jenny
2: McCarthy is his wife. Oh my god, (laughs) (laughs) that's perfect for him. He's and she's all over like
3: Wahlburgers, you know, because they'll be like Wahlburgers is their other brother who's a cook and their mom, and they go into the franchise business. And so they have this one, you know, signature restaurant, and that's what the reality show is based on. And this is a real. uh, They came up with the. Yeah. It's not that interesting, but it is kind of interesting. You know, it's one of those kind of reality shows where you, it doesn't really matter if you're watching it, but it's kind
2: of it's all right. Well, my vision showed him as being part of the Saw films. Um, he was yes. in a band of it, it, like, Yeah.
3: I because it was uh, Danny Glover in the first movie and then Wahlberg in the second movie, like playing a depressed cop trying to chase after Jigsaw.
2: I have never I seen a saw film. I've never seen it.
3: You ever see saw? I never saw that's saw. That's good. I've seen them all. And there's going to be another one, Spiral, with Chris Rock and Sam Jackson.
2: Mm hmm. Samuel L. Jackson. Oh my God. Those are right? high powered names for a saw part, blah, blah. A movie, right? Wow.
3: Well, that's. That horror sequel, I think they made, like, six saws. And then there was Jigsaw, which is kind of a spin on it, where there's, like, a new uh, mastermind. So i learned a lot from those movies. I always take notes. Like, for example, if you wake up and your head's in an aquarium filled with uh, used hyperdermic needles, best to swallow your tongue than to shake your to cut your arm off. It's just, you know, general common sense.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Admit that you ran over this kid in the 1984 And then swallow some broken glass. And, you you know, you cathartically feel okay. You'll thank Jigsaw for it.
2: So Mr. Blue tells Mr. Gray to leave the woman alone. And he's like, you didn't say the magic word. What's the magic word? And he goes, the magic word is money. And then Mr. Gray, like, snaps too. No, he's right. (laughs) Well, in 1998,
3: it would probably be heroin. Yeah, man. Toronto heroin in the late
2: 90s. So you didn't see the like, Walter Matthau film? I did see the Walter Matthau film. Oh, you did?
3: Everyone wears snazzy yeah. hats. hat.
2: Yeah. They're all schlumpy. He's slumpy. He
3: slumps around. I think they they smoke cigarettes in the nerve center. And uh, at the end, he walks by a guy on the platform, and the guy sneezes funny, and he says, bless you. And the guy says, Bark you. And he goes, wait a minute, I recognize that. Wait. I recognize that sneeze.
2: No, in the end, that happens at the apartment.
3: Yes, that's right. They're they're off station. They made it to their destination.
2: What about the Denzel Washington one?
3: Well it's, been a while since I've seen the, well, it's been a while since I've seen the other one, too. Yeah, I think it's the same thing at the end.
2: Yeah, but, okay, so you did see them both, right?
3: Right, this is the only Pelham I haven't seen. I've seen Pelham 1, and I've seen Pelham 1, too
2: so Johnny uh, uh, John Travolta in Denzel Washington's version is like a crazy crazy right but in this film and I the original the guy's pretty pretty cold right he's pretty pretty to the point and calculated I forgot Travolta's in that movie God it's so ridiculous. Okay, so now it's time to pee. So the boy goes to pee, and it's a number one pee. Oh, is
3: this going to be on which rail? Don't piss on the third rail. The power, is that act two?
2: Power off, Power's off.
3: Wait. Oh, okay. Are they going to the restrooms in the subway station?
2: But what we're going to get right. here is, is the transit worker, uh, she starts to soft talk uh Mr. Brown. It's like looked at the necklace, uh, which is an AK forty seven, and she's like, What does that make you tough? Are you bad? I used to be bad. I was so bad I lost my kid. Now I got a job, I got my son back. You could be on to good yeah. too, girl.
3: Yeah, but Mr. Brown's not taking
2: it. Yeah, Mr. Brown takes it. Mr. Brown tries to be tough. But uh You know, it's hard around Babs. She's very convincing.
3: A lot of people say my AK-47 necklace is a conversation starter. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Now, um, Mr. Brown was all over TV um, in the 90s, and it sort of seems like she's gone back to Canada now. But she was in... um, silver surfer tv series just one episode she was in er as a doctor uh she uh, was on the um D- total recall 2070 highlander I mean, there was a
3: silver, she was on a tv version of highlander she was in the tv version of
2: total recall. silver surfer Yeah, so, total recall Mm-hmm. and there's a 2019 well no that's today Um, Right. She was in the firm TV series for two episodes.
3: That's nuts! Come up with your own stuff. Why don't you do
2: something originally? She's taking whoever answers the phone, and I'm with her on this. So now she's (laughs) like in uh, back in Canada with the family, but she's totally into acting still. Uh huh. They're calling her up and like. You want to do Steel Magnolias? Yeah, fuck yeah, it's calling me waiting for all my life. Great. Like, okay, did you ever hear of Impulse? It's on YouTube Red. Impulse?
3: No. There was, there was a Timothy Hunter movie called Impulse where a town does whatever it wants. Like something possesses the people and they, they like, pee in the middle of the street. What is <laughs> really? that? YouTube Should that I see it? Yeah. What year? I don't you got, like, 81, 82? Like suddenly the town, like you know, they fuck each other, and they like they do whatever, they break glass, and whatever pleases them, they just do it on impulse. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it, I mean I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I think I just remember the trailers.
2: So in 19, in twenty nineteen, she was in Ransom. Um, was a tv version of the movie yeah right? tv i don't know but it what it is a tv series so like she had a lot of gigs in the 90s and then it's like it feels like time to raise children cuz she went away for about 15 years uh, and then she had how, how, more work nowadays
3: i don't understand like did the producers uh, the showrunners are like this will be a great six season run of hostage of ransom yeah right yeah, they still dra- have the get the Oh, welcome season two. They abduct another kid. <laughs>
2: right. Like, oh, they're sending your child. We're sending him to college. <laughs> <laughs> For four years. Now he, Season five. He, your kid graduated. Now, here comes the guy who is like, I'm going to find out what's going on down there. Never mind. It took him all this time to finally walk down there. But uh, Donnie's going to totally
3: yeah. shoot him. Uh-oh. Don't mess with the other Wahlberg. Did you poop on Grant's tour? Yep.
6: I'm the line superintendent.
0: I'm coming on board. I warned you, stupid.
2: So the line superintendent oh. gets his. Good.
3: I warned you, stupid. Wow. Shot a machine gun in a subway station. Pa, pa, pow, pow, pow. gun, hot gun. Yeah, he's all business in this movie. I think he's the only actor who's walking. Everyone else is just sitting around yelling at the microphone.
0: There's another flip on the screen. Just one? As far as I know, yeah.
2: So their radar detector is really helpful because it lets them know who's coming. And, of course, they didn't have that in 74 version. Uh, no, yeah. And well, I two thousand nine not have that 2009 version either.
3: And did the 2009 version, like everyone's like going on their cell phones and they're like, What happened? We connected the disconnected the router or some shit like that.
2: I don't remember. It I was- did see that film. There was also this interesting subplot in which he got a bribe, you know, Denzel Washington. Remember, Denzel Washington wasn't a cop, right? He was like Mr. Right. Blue said, I like you. I want to talk to you. I'm not talking to the negotiator. It was different.
3: Huh. Yeah, I see what you're saying. He was just an everyman, Denzel Washington. Like how people mistake me for Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. when, when they always have like a, an A-list celebrity playing like an average Joe gets mixed up in something,
2: I'm always like, yeah, the average Joe looks like fucking Denzel Washington. Right. Good job. Mr. Handsome. Yeah. So... They find out that poor Chaz Holloway has been shot, and everybody in Command Central's freaking out. Oh, not he owed me money. I'm never going to get that money back. Now we're getting more of Babs softening Mr. Brown. You think you're a badass, girl? (laughs) Is that what you say? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Listen, lady, I don't believe in Christ. We stopped talking to me. I had my stop next. Right. Uh you know what? If someone like took over the bar station, no one's gonna notice. You know, they'll go in the the train. Uh excuse me everyone. Excuse me. I don't mean to take up any of your time, but uh we'll be taking over your train. <laughs>
2: oh good. First I thought statistic. you were a panhandler.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to thought you were going to dance while the while the train's going.
2: By the way, it was a nineteen ninety three Colin Ferguson shooting. Now I know you don't know about that, but someone listening probably does. That was a big deal. That uh, that incident.
3: And they reference it in the in the nineties television straight to DVD version.
2: Okay, so I missed it, but uh, Mr. Gre- uh, Mr. B- Green was just freaking out. Huh. So that leads them to say, this guy sounds like a disgruntled former worker. Can I have a list of all the people who got fired, you know? And they start to. Right, right. Break down. Um. Who could it be? Now we learn something that's a plot point that's not going to lead to anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. There is an undercover cop on the subway. But she, I gotta tell you, she does not do anything. In the way end, she has a role and she shoots somebody, but she's hardly a player. Now he's, oh, wait, New York freak out. Here he goes. He said the F word and they blanked it out.
3: Wow. So this was maybe, do you think this was theatrically released?
2: No, I think this was on ABC. And I think they just, he's supposed to be a New York person but he says something ridiculous. He says, I never thought talking to a murderer would take precedent over running a railroad. I mean, it's it's a dumb thing to say. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, now that young boy we saw, not only was he young Tony Soprano, but he was also Howard Stern in private parts as young Howard Stern in 1997
3: That movie with... Wow, I can't believe that movie was only
2: 1997. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember talked about that? Book um, for... Howard was taken to his father's work and that guy started freaking out and breaking records. And right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Howard's father goes, "Oh, honor you." the power invested in me from the federal communications that he was young Howard gawking, you know, watching. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. That within a 10 block radius, there's like 20 different places you could access the street and that's for safety, but it sure does help a hijacker, you know?
3: Oh, they're picking up. And there's Starbucks in every corner, so
2: they can get probably get a Frappuccino whenever they want. Now here's something ridiculous. This guy tells the SWAT guy to go downstairs and then take him out, but that doesn't happen in the plot. But it is what he says. That is his line, and he sends the SWAT team down, and all they do is like observe. They're called snipers, is what they're called in the in the teleplay. Right. Now a New York City car would have the number on the front of the train. That is one thing I notice that's different from a Toronto car. You would be, so you'd see a big circle with the letter three, number three, um, letting you know what train was coming.
3: Well, I mean, you could just tell by the sound if you're a real New Yorker. You like that sounds like the
2: Pelham too. I uh, no, you cannot, Mike. Uh, no. <laughs> It sounds like a tree coming down the track.
3: (laughs) Oh, listen, when I'm in uh, San Francisco, I could tell, like, you know, what BART's coming, whether it's the Richmond train or not.
5: Mm Mm-hmm.
3: I just close my eyes and uh, try not to get thrown into the train, and I could hear it. Yeah, you could just feel it. They announce it. They announce it.
2: (laughs) That's how you know. They'll say... Next train. <laughs> That's what? So now we're getting the backstory of why he got disgr- why he's disgruntled. Um, they, there was like a um, there was like a train driver who was like contracted with the mob, and they would give him some drugs, and he would take it down the line and hand it off to a contact. And they framed him for it, so he's all bitter. Gotcha. So now well, what a way to almost it almost is in. like, hey, there was another voice on the line. Let's hear it back, and this is when they figure out it's some disgruntled guy.
1: to think that have somebody did, alright? Sneeze.
6: This guy sounds
1: like a train operator. Astoria Boulevard.
2: Riddle Avenue, Flatbush. <laughs> Flatbush. I mean, that so describes the woman of today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just
3: about to say that. Sometimes, Something like that's about my tattoo. <laughs> now, he almost has not stood up. No, he did. He was standing in the beginning of this movie. He hasn't left the center yet.
2: Now. His this actor who's just the disgruntled guy. His name is Richard Schiff, and um, he was on West Wing. People know him from that. He got an Emmy award, um, but he was actually like a director and producer, and then he tried his hand at acting. And the very first time he did, well, I could be wrong with the very first time, but very easily. Steven Spielberg just happened to watch this TV drama, High Incident, and liked him, and cast him in the Lost World for Jurassic Park, and that led to him oh. being cast in lots of stuff.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, Spielberg likes to watch crap, you know. Yeah. Get inspired.
2: I'm sure he was just sitting around, you know, ha- le- you know whatever, poolside having oh, a-, a and some. Show-
3: I'm sure the guys. I'm sure somehow, like, they, they pushed on I just said. Uh, I can't imagine.
2: Now, um, he, I don't know his name, so I keep on calling him Gomer Pyle. Vincent Donofrio. Um, Di- Di- DiCaprio. Vincent DiCaprio. He was also in uh, 2015's, uh, you know, the Jurassic Park series, Jurassic World. In 2015. Oh, yeah, right. In it. Oh, wait, 2015, so he was in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my he son is a fan of Jurassic Park, and he says that the new ones, he just doesn't even care. They're not associated with the old ones, really, you know? Yeah, no, they mentioned, like, previously, we had tried a park, and now, welcome to the
3: world. Right. They, they kind of reference in that way. That was our first try. Yeah, you know what? The second Jurassic World is like uh, kind of felt pointless,
2: you know. Yeah, well, from, uh, the second the one was when it goes to Los Angeles, and it was directed by Steven Spielberg. It was, but you're right; it's just wait, sort of wait. like a money maker.
3: Oh, so you're talking about Jurassic Park three? I was talking about Jurassic World two,
2: but yeah, I guess you're right. That was directed by Spielberg? He did the first two. Jurassic Park was the first one, of course. And then The Lost World, which is when he goes to Los Angeles. That was the second one. Right, right. The third one was... Yeah, I do just Um, uh, Sam Neill and the the boy from the first movie. Lost. Um, And that was also just for money, but it was a good one, I felt. But it was also not Spielberg and just for money.
3: Yeah, but world is kind of—I don't know—worlds alright its tolerable, but then by the second, second world, you're just like, okay,
2: enough. I don't yeah. need another fucking franchise. Making money. Okay, now she's singing to the kid, to talk. and Mr. Brown the freaks kid. out. Yeah. Call nine one one when you go to the phone to pee.
3: I'm
5: never gonna do without. She's
2: really pretending to freak out. She's acting, acting. Please stop. Never gonna do it. And Donnie tells her to get it together. Hold it together, girl.
3: Was he in Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch? Was he in
2: his brother's group?
3: <laughs> no, he was a new kid. You're right. He was a new kid. Excuse me, new kids in the block. It's
2: related to Marky is a... Mark, is he? Mark Wahlberg
3: and Donnie Wahlberg, they're brothers.
2: <laughs> really? <laughs> but what?
3: An yeah, age and they have another brother. A huge age difference. And their other brother has hamburgers. Donnie Wahlberg and Mark Wahlberg are related. What made you think otherwise?
2: Uh, because of the age difference, because of the years between their fame, unless I'm wrong about that.
3: Well, one was in New Kids on the Block and the other one was in the Funky Bunch. That was concurrent.
2: Okay, I guess so. I wasn't paying attention.
3: Yeah, yeah, well, that's a definite uh, not paying attention.
2: Oh, well, of course not, Mark. (laughs) Uh, Mike, what are we talking about here? We're talking about (laughs) New Kids on the Block and we're talking about an advertising, right, an underwear commercial. Of course I wasn't paying attention. No, no. That wasn't... A... <laughs> right?
3: He was... Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, but the songs are separate. I mean, he went on tour with it. It wasn't like... Uh, he, he did
2: have this underwear promotion, but... Listen, okay. Anytime I'm watching the TV and it said, New Kids on the Block, I'm flipping the channel. Of You know that... I mean, we were into the Clash and uh, the Jam, and right. you know, we were not looking at. I remember on Fishburgers, you said you're a new poopy head on the block. I mean, that that band was a joke to us. Of course, I wasn't paying. Fishburgers,
3: is, of course, the public access television show we did in
2: 1990.
3: Everybody, uh, knows for, that. for our new listeners, <laughs> yeah, go to our YouTube channel, Fishburgers, and check us out originally. But you know there was that boy band phenomenon. There was, uh, and the new kids brought, and I guess a uh, new addition.
2: Look, uh, if I grew up in the '60s, I wouldn't have been paying attention to the Osmonds. You know, it's it's the same thing. Uh,
5: <laughs>
2: new Kids on the Block. Who cares? I don't know one of their songs. You know their songs?
3: Yeah, hanging tough. They're hanging tough.
2: <laughs> Am I tough enough? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. have to Google that or YouTube it. Hang hey, yeah. it Am I tough enough?
3: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Once you go to a record store and ask them if they have a copy of Tough Enough, am I tough enough, please?
2: Okay, so I would like to be very angry at this film because they have, have a Jewish stereotype on the train. And he talks like this Hello, I am the Jewish stereotype. So he goes to Gomer Pyle and says, hey, can I ask you how much you are getting? You know, and and this guy's like, it's none of your concern. And he goes, a man likes to know what he is worth. I just think it's very insulting.
3: Yeah, well, it is New York City, so of course, uh, you know, you can't. Throw a dead, dead cab with that bumping into a New York Jew.
2: But the thing is, I can say that make the New York Jew care so much about money. And as a matter of fact, when the guy tells right. him five million dollars, the Jew goes each, and he goes no, and in uh, total, and he goes, I'm not worth very much. I mean, it's it's so. It, it's you don't feel ins- I'm not even Jewish, and I feel insulted by that. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I guess, you know, well, someone has to bring that up. How are we going to bring up their bring salary? Up. I know, how would you ask them?
2: Okay, he asked for $5 million because he knew that that's what could legally... Oh, by the way, he said hundreds and fifties only, and there's a bunch of twenties in here. He's going to be pissed. Um, it is a New York TV movie budget. He, he knew uh, what they could get together without, like... Heavy authorization. He knew that $5 million was the highest he could ask for and get it in one hour. That's why he chose that money. Uh,
3: and that's the skimp. Well, why can't they just drive the money train over? <laughs> the money train? Yeah, you've seen the movie The Money Train? There's a money train in the subway station that goes around and there's money in the train. They call it Money Train.
2: I think I. That sounds very familiar. Is it a movie?
3: Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Leslie Snipes. Should I see it? There was some... No. Good. If you have PBS up on the air. But it was... uh, It had some notoriety because there's a scene where they... I think they throw acid or something on a a ticket seller. And... uh, and, the, and they said, oh, no, real life, don't do that. Don't do that in real life. We're just a movie. We don't want to encourage anyone.
2: <laughs> now, there's I a of officer, I, We see her every now and again. She's a female in the center. Now, what happens is a car crash. There's an accident. You know, because they said, we have to have this money in one hour. And, you know, this is like another uh, – trouble in the you know making it hard for edward yeah. almost
3: now did they just crash into a bunch of mannequins
2: mannequins yeah boy you know how that can dent a vehicle An
3: accident. oh my goodness how many what's the casualty count the casualty count let me count we killed, the well, we killed mannequin, and mannequin two on the move
2: Forget the health of the drivers, get the money. By the way, the internet said it was very important to let you know these are Toronto motorcycle p- p- uh, cops' um, vehicle, <laughs> not New York. New York motorcycles look different. Do we care? Gotcha. Yeah, I guess. I know that really. Did you ever see Jackie Chan and Rumble in the
3: Bronx? That was shot in Toronto.
2: Oh, was it?
3: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it keeps going to Tim Hortons.
2: All over the place is, like, the Toronto subway map on this car. But, like, you can't ever really see it. But the internet also thinks that's important. Like, it's a big gaffe that the Toronto map was all over this New York City car.
3: Huh. Oh, yeah, that's another – that's probably why I never got the attribute released. We're too embarrassed. We can't release that.
2: So, of course, it's like – there's been an accident and Mr. Blue is like, that's not my problem, I'm gonna kill a hostage, uh, You know, for every minute that the money's not here. Right. Now, of course, he's got 14 minutes. Now look, it's, it's only down, and it's gonna be time to kill a hostage now. What a bummer. So this is my least favorite part of my job. It's the worst part of the job is actually having to kill a hostage. I remember. I mean, it gets easier, right, as you kill more hostages. Yeah. But so Edward. It's also... a lot easier if you. Mm-hmm. Edward. almost yeah. gets the 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 good idea to lie to him. The money has arrived. The money has arrived. Yay! Money. He just wants to have them not kill a hostage.
3: Oh, we'll good thinking.
2: It is, actually. Yeah. What a
3: bullshit. You just made it, didn't
6: you?
2: Where's my money? Yeah. Here's the next instructions.
5: You are to send two unarmed...
2: <laughs> so he's going to make them believe that they're going to ride the train... To where an armored car will take them to a gassed up airplane for an international flight and um that's not the truth they're really going to get off the train and have it go automatically and make it seem like um what, you know while they walk away from one of those 20 exits uh, in a 10 block radius so that's the big plan right now, they're stalling because the money really has just arrived. Those are all Toronto buildings, by the way. With the 28- What do those officers think they're, do you think they're Mr. Moneybags or something? Mr. Moneybags. Okay. The, Remember when uh, yeah. There's somebody – the motion detectors has detected somebody in the – on the tracks, but it's way too early for the money to be walking down. So we find out that it's dumbass TV news people trying to get a scoop. Now, here we have a cop fantasizing that he's shooting someone on board. Wait, let's see. Hold on. All right. Oh, well, they got the press in there already. Yeah, I might have told. Oh, there he is. See the cop, right? He thinks he's all alone. Yeah. So he's pretending, right? He sees Mister Brown, so he's like, pshhh, and he blows the smoke off his fingers. Watch. There he goes. Really <sighs> professional. So then he does the dumb cop move and makes a big noise and a whole bunch of, you know, he alerts the 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 kidnappers. Hijackers.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: And for some oh, reason,
3: because they, they see the camera. start shooting. And while a, current, while a Current Affair records the whole thing. Right, Current Affair. Hard copy. Hard copy. Covering the most exciting news of 1998. Oh, Mr. Thank Brown you. is shot. She should have listened to cop. I I see the regular life. I see it coming. Yeah. Wow, a little shootout. What's your opinion about when TV remakes theatrically released movies? Like, I know there was a sequel to The Jerk called The Jerk 2, but sometimes I'll do, like, yeah, it's it's T-O-O, The Jerk T-O-O. And the dog's name is, like, stupid. (laughs) His <laughs> song's name is not shit.
2: Who's the hero?
3: <laughs> it's a guy who's similar to Steve Martin. I mean, it's 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 Nathan, but it's played by a different actor. Uh huh. Okay. And I I think they just actually do a PG version of a, a G version
2: of the the jerk. It's on YouTube, I believe. Interesting. <laughs> that might be our last. Oh, wow. Okay, so <laughs> Babs is like, I know first aid. I know first aid. And so she rushes over to help her. And what she does by helping her is say, apply direct pressure. That's all she does.
3: <laughs> She's head on. I've got a
2: headache. Well, I have head on. Rolling oh, this is not into it. Now, unfortunately for us, Mr. Blue realizes that since they killed one of since they shot one of his people, he's gotta retaliate. So even though we don't know it, even though Babs gets a sense of it, Babs is about to get killed. And everybody can tell. Yeah. He's like, Come here, come here.
3: I'm not gonna kill you, psych. Uh, dead cop walking even the uh, little p-boy yeah, knows that.
2: transit worker walking <laughs> TA. he goes I want you to walk out there 100 yards and wait for them to bring the money and then I want you to carry it here and he goes she's like should I ask for a medic and he goes mm, yeah sure <laughs> which of course he wouldn't say bring a medic on our train you know
3: uh, yeah, yeah. They're just fucking with her. Uh.
2: Now, yeah. even Mr. Brown knows what's going to happen. You know? When you see that baby, right me, okay?
3: Come on. Yeah. Uh, can you sign my yearbook before you go? <laughs> before I
2: go? Uh, I'll bring that's the undercover cop, that woman. And she doesn't do anything, 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 anything until the way under the thing.
3: So did you know that she's like I obviously we're not really paying that thorough attention, but is it
2: kind of tips our hat that she's
3: undercover in the beginning?
2: No, they tell us that there is an undercover you know, in the control room, it's revealed that there's an undercover cop because there were two of them on the they were like heading home and one of them got off and so when this happened he goes she's on the train But she doesn't stop when they tell a cop? She That's does so crazy. Well remember you keep calling her a cop. Yeah. She's a transit worker. Now she sees the dead guy. Yeah I like that You hear this uh, these musical tones they were done by Stuart yeah. Copeland of the police I saw his name there that's crazy he did this music hey, my... after the police uh oh bam, bam
3: oh no what happened
2: dead as wow a... so after the police uh, he like Mark Ma- Mother's Burrow, whatever his name is of the Devo. He went yeah, into Devo. music for films and TV shows, and he had a lot of success doing it.
3: Right, so this must have been a quick job for him.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, immediately after The Police, he did like Rumble Fish, and he tried to continue on in pop music, but it was not working out for him. Uh, he's no Sting, and uh, he, uh, that's where he landed. And he had a lot of
3: success. Did you Now he had a brother, right? Miles Copeland? It was Stuart Copeland and Miles Copeland. And Miles Copeland uh-huh. owned the record company IRS Records. Uh-huh. Or co And the police was on IRS. Like, uh did you ever see a movie called Arg uh Arg uh Music War? U R G H? It might just be yeah, U R G H. Ugh music war. I guess no. It's good, it's really good It has Devo, it has The Police It has like uh, Wall of Voodoo And the Go-Go's And it's just all these uh, Early 80s LA bands And international bands And and it was produced by Miles Copeland It has a lot of IRS record label uh, people The Cramps are in it
2: Oh yeah, The Cramps Can Your Pussy Do the Dog (laughs) Can Your Pussy Do the Dog Yeah, I was a fan of The Cramps I'll see if that's a Netflix special, I don't know. Oh, I would
3: I would definitely recommend it. Uh, it's a great movie. It's just all, it's just performance after performance of different uh, different bands in different locations. Gary Newman. Wow. That's yeah. cool.
2: Uh here yeah, last stop. Is it well, the kids or what's going the, on? Uh, okay, they're using the cops. I mean <clears throat> they're gonna go get the money from the cops, and they're using the kids so that two things. One is they don't shoot the hijackers, and the second one is they're gonna open, you know, if there's a die pack in the uh in the money. Yeah.
3: He looks like a record label, a record cover. Vincent, the lighting?
2: Yes, he does. And this whole thing is sort of art directed that way. Um, The colors are very bleak. I think that's probably our our, uh, YouTube version.
3: Yeah, it looks much
2: better in 4K, HD. It was received by critics. It didn't have high ratings. It kind of got forgotten about.
3: It just seems like they had the title, you know. A lot of MGM movies get remade, uh, whether it's Point Blank or whatever, or, or RoboCop, just partially because they like to reuse the property. Uh, yeah. They, so someone probably said, "Hey, yeah."
2: Yeah. Now the woman who did this teleplay is called April Smith, and she really hugged the uh, Peter Stone. Uh, the guy who wrote the 1974 one was called Peter Stone, and, uh, she really stuck to what he did. She added stuff like the, um, the subplot with Mr. Brown. She added the motion detectors, but, I mean, pretty much she kept to the original film.
3: Yeah. It was a book. It was like a, yeah, it was a popular paperback.
2: Yeah. Um... Under the writing pseudonym, the pen name of John Goody, um, it, this book was written. This guy's name was Morton Friedgood, and it pretty much you know, was called The Taking of the Pelham 123. This director, he's just TV. He's, his name's Felix Enriquez Alcala, and all of his credits are, are TV. Crime Scene investigation. Oh, yeah um uh his breakthrough was episodes of ABC short-lived drama series homefront uh oh wait no he did the fire down below he did do a, do a oh you know with uh Steven Seagal and um one. yeah Michael Caine yeah Mike so Michael Caine says
3: that no, I love that movie he at the end, called? the environment is good, and uh, destroying the environment is bad. And yes. uh, people are trying to destroy the environment, and uh, that falls under the bad category. Because it's, it's not good to destroy the... It gets a really long speech at the end.
2: How much is enough? How much
3: is enough? <laughs> yeah, you, you do a better job of it. I guess I never remembered any of that movie.
2: I really like that because Michael Caine, you know, this guy was his trusted bodyguard, and all of a sudden he was like, how much is enough? And Michael Caine keeps looking at him like, uh, 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 what, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That was the best scene of the whole. Okay, so now he's explaining totally. himself. You shot one of my guys... I killed one of the hostages. You knew the consequence. And Edward Almost, I think it's very ironic his name because he was almost famous. Yeah. You know what I mean? He never burst out. I mean, he he was in movies. Look, he was Miami Vice. That's how we know him, right? He was the lieutenant in Miami Vice. He was in- the Blade Runner films, but then he was in like, even cowgirls get the blues. He was in a million to one.
0: Right.
2: You probably remember that film, right? The, uh, yeah. Well,
3: I think that's one of stunt casting and even in Cowgirls. but he's directed a movie, right? Uh, like what was that? My American life or something like that. And it was really good. I haven't seen it in a while. I miss, uh, and he's, he's in the new, no, he's, he's political, you know, he's a political, uh, yeah. he's out there doing, uh, Doing stuff right now, so he's still in the news. Yeah, but when you see him now, he's got this like kind of cool older guy, white beard, you know, like. Yes, he, he does. wasn't clean Shaven, uh, almost that so we see in this movie.
2: I think the Green Hornet in 2011 was his last movie credit. Wow. No, but he was a Blade Runner. Too. Yeah, you're right because that was 20. Forty nine, which hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah, pick him up to uh, uh twenty seventeen was Blade Runner sequel, twenty seventeen. So yeah, yeah, so you're right. But of course he's gonna he's good they're gonna put him in that, of course.
3: Yeah, hell they had Harrison Ford in there for no reason. Harrison Ford.
2: I was really disappointed in that film because when I started watching that film, it was great. And it kept it yeah. all the way up until the um, police commissioner was like, we have to keep things as they are just for the heck of it. I don't know. The film started to deteriorate. By the time he found Harrison Ford, it's like you said, what for? What's the point of Harrison Ford right. being in this film? It it all just fell apart.
3: He was just sleeping on the same bench he was sleeping on in the Star Wars sequels. You know, they're like, yeah, bring him in. Get the camera rolling. Yes. Kick those nose with the feathers and wakes up. Huh? What's going on? All right. And that's a wrap of uh, Harrison Ford and Star Wars 8.
2: Thanks, Harrison. Okay. So now Uh, we have this special contraption so that they can run the um, train without a person really being there. Because they have some thing called like the dead man's—I don't know—the the the person, the operator has to have his hand on the thing, or it's not gonna move. In case the guy like falls dead, you won't have some runaway train.
3: Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it's good safety precaution. I carry that when I commute. I carry
2: these metal bars in case this happens. For the very reason. Okay, so. The metal bars are to get around that. So they've got their money. They've told them that they gotta turn on all the lights so that they're green all the way along.
5: Are all tracks right. clear, set to green? What's going on?
2: Are all, cla- are all tracks, clear. tracks
5: clear? And signals set to green.
2: <laughs> so it's gonna make it look like they're making their escape to get to the armored car to get to the plane. But, of course, it's just a ruse as what, they walk away.
3: Yeah, all the cops have seen Die Hard, so they know they're just getting fucked over. just getting tricks. So, we will be doing what we said, wink,
2: wink. Oh,
3: shit, why did I say wink, wink out loud?
2: So he pulls out the um, receiver, and then Edward almost goes, he's cut the connection. It's kind of a joke, it's, <laughs> but it's for the screenplay, you know. So right.
3: Wow! Look at he's a creeper on the bus.
2: Yeah, well, that's the he one just... he was creeping on before, and he did that on purpose to say to Mister Blue, "You can't tell me what to do."
3: Yeah, you're not tough enough. Are you tough enough? <sighs>
2: Reference to a song I don't know.
3: I can't believe you're not familiar with N-B-O-T-B. N-Y-O-T-B. No,
2: N-K. New Kids. But why would you think that I would be familiar with them? They were a boys band. I wasn't a preteen girl.
3: Yeah, but you were caught up in it, right? I mean, didn't you have the pajamas and the, the towels and the you've been referring to this movie as the new kids movie i mean come on give me a break we should really watch a new kids movie
2: please don't subject me to that torture now you pick the movies if that's what you want to do i will be there but please don't yeah okay there goes the train running itself and the passengers are just oblivious right but the now there's the cop Yeah, okay. Is that the Jewish guy? Yeah, and he's telling her, Don't you go anywhere, Bay you lady. So now she hops off the train and she hurts herself.
3: Yeah. This is why they keep telling you not to do that.
2: Escape. And Richard Schlack is like, What was that noise? They're doing what they said they were going to do.
3: All back normal.
2: It's built right into the controller saddle
0: in case the operator drops dead. Somebody's hand is always going to be on that thing or the train stops cold.
2: The dead man's pulley. The dead mm-hmm. man's lever. Uh, I got it. Nobody's yeah. trying to the rain, they realize, so we can get terror. What? Okay, $5 million so they can each get $1 million. That makes sense. Now they have to get rid of their coats. Right. They have to get uh-huh. rid of their firearms, and they have to get rid of their machine guns.
3: Oh, so they're going to walk above ground as like human beings carrying all that money? Well, we're not criminals. We don't have no guns.
2: Train out of control. Runaway train. Runaway train. Now, Donnie refuses to give up his machine gun. Oh, uh, yeah. He's a badass. Right. And he's like, hey, he may- new kid, lose the, lose the machine gun.
3: He's so tough, he makes all of look like Matthew Ward.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: I think he's tough enough. What do you think? Do you
2: think he's tough enough? Are you tough enough? Boom! He gets shot.
3: Oh no. Look at that acting. He uh, fell.
2: Instructions.
3: Yeah. I guess uh, you get 1.25 million a piece. They didn't hit the money, did they? Uh, no, we missed uh, the bag. Like, why shoot a man who's carrying a million dollars in cash?
2: Now they're putting two oh, wow, they're together, figuring out they must have beat the dead man's pulley thing. I'm getting off
0: the train. The train is moving. They can't do it. The dead man's feet. He the
2: He figured it out. Now, the undercover cop, gets her gun even though she's all hurt because well, she stepped off of the train right. and she shoots one of them she, she shoots uh miss uh, I think it's mr. Hmm. Brown let's see
3: mr. red now
2: mr. red cause of blood
3: yeah got it or pink mist mr. pink mist
2: boom she shot. Oh. They heard the shot.
3: And why do I got to be Mr. Pink? 'Cause you like the bat, you like the singer Pink. He, that's all you talk about.
2: Because you like New Kids on the Block.
3: Oh, <laughs> well, that's a bust. Donny Donny Wahlberg was on a bunch of TV shows, right? He's always one of those guys you just recognize on like procedurals or something.
2: He was on a bunch of TV shows, and I have that written here somewhere. Uh, I'm not sure that I was so interested in it. Um, Yeah, no. I I only wrote down that he was in uh, Band of Brothers. Uh, Zookeeper, Dreamcatcher, The Sixth Sense, Righteous Kill, Ransom. And he was in a bunch of TV, and I didn't write it down. Yeah. So now there's two of them. So they each get 2.5 million, I guess.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They must have spent an extra five minutes counting the money and then doing it. Here, have another suitcase. I think I brought this extra duffel bag.
2: Mr. Blue does not come up. He goes over to the undercover police officer for some reason. He should have run away. Yeah, what's up
3: with Blue? I thought he was a mastermind.
2: I know. The thing is what he should do, and this is what really happened – in the nineteen seventy-four one too. He's now having a shootout with Edward James almost. Yeah. Uh no he's not. No, he's not. That's to come. Right now he's like, I recognize you from the train. What are you a cop? And he goes, The mayor's gonna be at your funeral. <laughs> You're on the train.
3: What? A New York City mayor? Fuck that current guy. Who was mayor back then? Ninety-eight.
6: Well uh, Giuliani. Giuliani, yeah.
2: will come to your funeral. Giuliani. But he doesn't okay. shoot her because Edward almost shoots him. Wow! Almost is
3: in two other scenes, two different right. locations. He's actually shooting guys.
2: It's so bleached out, it's almost it black and white.
3: I know, it's crazy. It's that 90s style. I guess, yes. Everything, everything looks like a CD room.
2: You go ahead and shoot. Shoot already. So are they using Mr. the same CD does, back. Because all these cops are coming, as he commits suicide... By touching the third rail.
3: Oh, I thought he was gonna Mr. Blow his brains out. Mm -hmm. Blew his brains out.
2: Mr. Blew his brains out.
3: Ha ha ha. Why would he touch the third rail? Do you need the sign? Don't touch the third rail.
5: Tell me
3: If this was San Francisco, he would have taken his shit in the, under the
2: tracks first and then that's the third round. He said, Do they have the bar plop- electrocute people in yeah, the- like he, so this, Oh, I should have worn Velcro shoes. He electrocuted himself.
1: They're just,
2: they're just, they're just some cruel cool shoes. <laughs> By the way, they do uh, have a death penalty in New York at this during this year. Really? Yeah, but he said they don't. Do they still execute people? And he said no. Runaway uh. train, runaway train. That's our third act uh, climax here.
3: Well, we got like ten more minutes. So yep. Short ride.
2: Right, Canal Street, Christmas Street. Mm-hmm.
3: Canal Street, Christmas Street. how <laughs> fast the train's going. Village, East Village, Stodder Village. What?
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, Long Island.
2: Yeah, that was fast. Whoa, that was quick. Hey, we're not dead. <laughs> hey, I can stereo. Now, here we are at the apartment. And he's loving his Look money. He's going to
3: fuck that money. Move over, American Pie. Whee! Is that slow motion, jump? It should be a music video right now.
6: Yeah.
3: Wow, my salary for being in the Pella 123 DVD. The low budget. It's like $5
2: bills. Oh, no, 50. It was 50s Uh-oh. and 100s, even though we saw 20s. <laughs> yeah.
3: It's just me and my money. Uh-oh. Money, did you hear that? Money, my wife's coming. Quick, run in the closet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: now he's now they're knocking at the door, as you can guess, and they're they looking. There were only eight people left on the list because others had moved out of the city, they had died, right. they had had medical problems, whatever it was. They did a lot of process of elimination. And they got- almost there. I got fifty thousand in the bag. It's going to take me a couple more minutes.
3: Right. Sorry it took so long. I had to find another bag to put the money in. Yeah, just push it into the bed. You got to be careful because pizza wrap might steal your money, I understand New York.
2: I wonder if this is a Toronto set. I guess it must be, right? Yeah, they probably have the set in Toronto. Oh, they didn't shoot it in a new department. Now we learned that his name is Langman. It's the only name we learn. It'll just take a couple of minutes. Oh, his name isn't Mr. Pickle. We'd like to talk to you, but we'd like you to brush your teeth first. <laughs> That's really the line. Oh, yeah. A reference to burglar.
3: <laughs> yeah, burglar. That was fun when we watched that movie.
2: It was. Because I was here this afternoon. Do you have any witnesses? Well, yeah, my cat.
3: Ooh, but a bean, as we say in the other show. vans, I take uh, seniors to the mall. You take seniors to the mall? Wow. Uh, yeah, she was so good in Goodfellas.
2: Was she? Was she? Or did she do her job? Yeah. You know? I don't no. know good, she's good.
3: She uh she conveyed it perfectly and oh, you yeah. know, she went through the different phases perfectly.
2: It would be it's nice interesting. if she would have a facial expression.
3: Well that's just her acting. Yeah. this there's actors who are like that. They just Uh oh. Money's out Oh no the money Money's out how oh, gaudy. Huh? That's always new money flashing their their wealth. Yeah, new
2: money is he's low old class. New money. You can take the new money out <laughs> of the neat. low class, but you can't take the low class out of the new money. Oh, I say that all the time. Remember kids So he's like yeah. This guy has a nice He's like, I don't know nothing, I'm I- fine. And no, then I was, I was- all of a sudden he flips and he's like, You guys gotta get out of here. You don't have a warrant and he freaks on him because yeah, they're going through his bed. Like, they're looking through his shit. Don't you need a, a wand? Is
3: that Campbell poking
1: around in people's pots?
3: You just need yeah, he is, I agree with this guy. Right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's attacking. A
2: I'm just cooking terrible soup. That's right. Hey, this is pretty expensive soup. Well, I, I on the way home, I got it. I had a million dollars.
3: It's the organic line. It's about 10 cents more, but, you know, the ingredients are organic. It says so on the box. It's
2: heart-healthy. I pay extra. All right, watch this now. Here comes the big sneeze.
3: Okay. Wee-hoo. Whoa. That's an actor sneeze, too.
2: Whoa. Busted. Mom and dad catching you. But the thing is, Walter. Oh, and it ends like It's so much better, right? Do you remember the end in the 74 <laughs> film? He goes, ah, chew! Yeah. If Walter Matthau opens the door, like, gotcha.
3: Yeah, right. And then they don't immediately cut to the credits. God, this film immediately, like, wah, wah yeah, da, 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 da da.
2: Commercials, you know, mm-hmm. TV.
3: Based, based on the original story, I owe Henry. Right, these credits are probably not even seen like this. They're probably in the corner on the T V set going. Right. Next on Sci Fi Right. It's Shark with Us. versus Crab Monster. Wow, these credits are rolling. All right, Cole, we are done. We made it to the end of the credits, no less. There's right. Leo Runway. What'd you think
2: of uh the taking of Pelham one two three from nineteen ninety eight? All I can say is interesting, you know, interesting to see their take on it compared to the other two movies. I saw the other ones, and uh, it just was there. It was just there. And listen, they had some good actors there, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, you had a lot of, like, uh, uh good stuff. No, but Donofrio uh, Dono frio alone, right? He could have done some really right. good moments in which he like had a heart to heart with Edward almost or, you know, when Mr. Brown was having her moments, he could have stepped in. A lot of uh, you know, dramatic points there didn't happen in this film.
3: Well, I think a lot of this just had to do with the production schedule because a lot of the scenes were just almost in one room talking to on the phone, and yeah. then there was, like, two other, like, carrier shots, and then the other one must have been shot immediately. Like, they just, you know, I don't know. I have to say it wasn't bad. I don't see the – if it was on TV, I would watch it, just as yeah. much as I watched it right now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I can't imagine uh, – I don't know. There's, there's some things that are, like, it's a TV version of a movie I saw in the theater. Okay, why not? <laughs> so it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. I I liked it. It's probably my third favorite t- taking of Pelham One Two Three
2: movies. Yeah, out of the three, it's it ranks third, and that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it, it makes the top three. So that's not bad.
3: Uh, all right. Well, that has been. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. L W A F L M O Y T. You can always listen to us uh, first on radio.fm, Sundays at 2. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast feed under the name L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Subscribe but don't listen. We would love the uh, the numbers to go up. Uh, Carl, is there any way people can reach you? What's your phone number? Uh,
2: yeah, it's uh, 201-87... I better not. <laughs> nah. you still have a 201 area code? That's yes, I do. Yes, I do. One yeah. of I got an AOL email too. <laughs> What's the that jerk- email account? No. Jerk2 is out there. It's out there. Oh, it is? Yeah. It's T-O- An well, It's
3: a 34. TV movie. Wow.
2: All
3: right. Jerk2. T O O. Is it mileage- Yeah. All right. Okay, so next week we're going to be watching The Jerk 2 from 1984.
2: <laughs> Nightmare Maddené. Uh, oh my goodness.
3: Alright, there we go. So that's our next week's movie.
2: That was easy. Oh, is this kind
3: of... When well, it's funny, when I see full-length movies, and it's always prefaced with, like, say, Nightmare at the mananae, what I see is a guy who has a passion for these movies, and uh-huh. he's posting, not only is he posting them on YouTube, but he's kind of creating the matinee feel, and like, you know, as a channel, I'm going to subscribe to this guy right off the bat, Deranged Visions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's the trailer to The Jerk 2. Uh, dun, dun. 1979, America was in love with The Jerk. This Thursday at 8 p.m., ABC presents The Jerk 2. It's the same movie, but without all the racist shit. I was born a white guy with a white family, and nothing happened. Deep, deep, deep. it's family entertainment. TV sanitized <laughs> The Jerk. Radar.
2: Rated G. G. Radar.
3: No radar. Well, that's been our show, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, And uh, we look forward to you checking us out next
2: Sunday and being with us as we watch The Jerk 2 from 1984. Carl, it's been a pleasure. I I agree. Thank you, audience. Thank you, Michael. See you next time. Let's watch a book. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman Let's watch a full-length
0: movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman Hi,
2: this is Carl. I wrote this song. I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets,
4: No no no, just talk into it. Just talk into it. Just talk into it. Check, check, check. Wait, one sec. One second. Let's try CD1, C D two. One sec. Let me is that plugged in? Let's see. Um is it one, two, or three? I'm not sure. Oh, Mike, yeah, Mike. Okay, talk. Talk into it? No, it's not getting. It's weird. Here we see if it's plugged in first. Can you see if you're plugged in first? Uh the op- yeah, you know, the auxiliary, yeah. yeah. Yeah, plug in. Yeah. Talk into it, it real quick? I think it's mic one, two or three. Yeah, just just chatter in there. Just say whatever. Oh, yeah, it's not. <clears throat> Hold on, I want, I want you to pick up. Try that mic right there, to your right. Yeah, try that one. No, the other mic, the other mic, completely. That one, yeah. Yeah, put those on and try to talk into it. Yeah. All righty. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, put those on. I can hear your chair, so I'm assuming I can hear your voice. Yeah, talking to that little pupper, to that little sucker.
6: Matthew George scale okay, one. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Math- Matthew George scale Mike of four, two.
4: Mike four. Mike four. Two, two. All good. Yeah. All right. So, hey guys, welcome. Welcome uh, to the Wednesday Wave. I'm here with a guest, uh, Matthew George, also known on his PSN as Dome Blaze. So if you do have a PlayStation 4, definitely add him. Uh, so, Matt, uh, and you've been with me the entire day, but uh, any thoughts on your mind? Uh, anything to say about coronavirus, George Floyd? The, the self-enclosures of
6: uh, each political barriers are due are, are decent influx in our cities, and I'm, I'm appreciating them, you know? I mean, it, it looks like our town has of road, you know, it, it looks yeah. it looks presentable, you know. I want to state, you know, each uh, high level of uh, volume uh, construction is is working, and uh, you know, we're we're waiting, you know, we're waiting, and that's that's a good yeah. that's a good part.
4: Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, guys. Um, usually. I kind of start off the show, Matt, with like, I pretend like I'm a bouncer to like the scariest underground uh, nightclub in in the city. So I kind of go off on the mic, but uh, yeah, some tunes lined up for you. Uh, I'm glad Matt's here. So to those of you who are thinking, you know, is this dude crazy? Is this guy crazy or um, no, I'm not. I have a friend here, he's talking to me. Um, so, yeah, I like to pretend like I'm a bouncer to the meanest underground club in uh, in the Bay Area. Um, but, yeah, um, so, Matt, I'm going to drop a topic, you respond to it, and I'll talk more about it. So, okay. All right, if I said this, if I said the, these words, making it cool, making it cool. And you respond to the phrase making it
6: cool passing by slight in in structure <coughs> and that that is uh angled so i'm on uh you know the qu- quantitative level of of all forces uh, we you know we we're, we're, we're going to wait we're going to wait cuz this this isn't a new education this isn't uh a demonstrated uh, infrastructure influence it's just a, a sit down which is beautifully you know i mean yeah and rory's and you know rag yeah. rag Roy's.
4: um yeah so matt i appreciate your presence um but uh yeah what's your interest in uh what's your interest in in microphones i love I love my mic so much. I think it's, I think it's kind of like my, I think it's kind of like my uh, stare at Markel Palumbo at 7:30 a.m. in the North Beach. Um, so Paulo, uh, Pookie, uh, both sides now. Yeah, you know, sometimes I just like staring at people because they look cool. Um, so guys, um, real stuff here. Uh, Matt, if you have anything to say during this, uh, I'm kind of the bouncer at the Underground Nightclub. If you do have anything to say, just spit into the mic. Um, so yeah, do another you know test, Matt. Do another you know test.
6: I I lost Mad Rant. You know, I'm I'm focused all on total communication efforts and y- you know, it's it's the battle of, you know, twenty twenty twenty. You know, it, it it's clear to me once Trump got into error there was already, you know, started up and run down vehicles, you know, in, in in our cities. So, you know, I mean well you know, the closer is the more difficult part of society. You know, I I'm, I'm not always involved in large regulations, but you know, when I am, you know, I, I take a a more
4: Yeah, continue. Yeah, dude, I totally hear you. Um, So yeah, um, um, I'm kinda not working with a lot uh, right now. Uh, So Matt, thank you so much for the comments. Um, So yeah, guys, um, this is the Wednesday wave. Yeah, welcome. Uh, Kinda just getting my station ready here. Please, uh, please gather around. Okay, one sec, one moment please. Here we go, and we got some things going on here. Okay, what is this? Um, that is my favorite one. <coughs> oh. Okay, so Matt, I'd love to chat with you a little bit more. Uh, so we have some sounds from the from the i from the iPad uh, Gel Dem Flex. So Gel Dem Flex. Current scone. Uh, not living in London. This is not Berlin, Paolo. Uh, so a few Gail Demflex uh, sound effects here. Um, and to and to bring you into the podcast. Um, s- uh, so I'd like to say, you know, I am not, I'm not black. You know, I'm not African American, but I just. I just enjoy the uh, the navigation, you know the 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 puzzle. I enjoy I enjoy the the black narrative, the slang. It's so cool, you know. It's such a unique race, and I'm not Fili- I'm not black. I again I'm Filipino. Uh, so guys, uh, rock those lumpia pants. But you know, I'll tell you now. There's something there's something so alluring to you know, the, the black community. Such cool people. I've had black friends. Um, I played AAU basketball, so I wasn't a stranger to the, the black, uh, the black athletes. Um, but we're here, guys, and, uh, kind of just here, but yeah, I, I like, you know, I like to say, you know, <coughs> my, my black character, I love my black character, so I will, I will keep my black character, um, I will yield it when I need to. Um, So, guys, the current time, 4.07, kind of just cleaning up here in the lobby. And, you know, um, yeah, a couple sounds here. Gel them flex. Okay, so, Matt, hoping to ask you another question uh, so I can get into my, like, kind of bouncer bouncer rant a bit uh tell me what your response is to making something cool so if just uh you don't have to speak in like long sentences but um the phrase making something cool what is your your understanding of that or any comment
6: in uh open atmosphere uh, relating towards a cool um you know (coughs) vehicle the involving cool i mean i'm i'm only twice as far as i i've originally expected to be cool you know i mean i'm i'm so young you know i'm i'm at a dated age and you know i can't look at that anymore you know I uh, have twice uh, the the moments, you know, to hear from you know impeached people. You know, I mean, like let's go down this voil of you know ex- extremities. You know, I'm 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 classically waiting. You know, I'm holding out whatever tune I get from whatever place I get. You know, and that's that's how I'm gonna be.
4: Great, thanks, Matt. Um, Yeah, so the current time, uh, 4.08 p.m. here.